Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business. Maybe they save you money with bundles because they want to save you money as well. They want to make sure you're insured, save you money. So they're the insurance professionals. They are the pros' pros. They know exactly what they're doing, how to make sure that you're covered, and they want to save you money whenever they can. It's all at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Before we get started here, Catrillo puts out this. Was it a tweet? What did you put out? Yeah, it was Twitter. Loaded Monday on the Steve Jones Show. Well, that's right. 335, Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. Alex Cazora, Steelers 2-0 start. Kim Jones, NFL Network. It's today's show. I get a text. Wow, I never get invited in this show. LOL. Hope you and your family are safe and sound, Steve. Tom Bradley. (laughs) Because I never see the tweets, so he included the tweet in his text to me. (laughs) Oh, I'll keep that in mind. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's scraps one of the greatest of all time. Uh, one of the greatest. All right, so the schedule's out. And uh, I know people are like, oh, what do you think of the schedule? You know, you know, to be honest with you, it didn't really matter to me about the order, with one exception. I did not want to see, because basically we knew what the teams were going to be. Right? So it wasn't going to be like, you know, all of a sudden Wisconsin shows up. That's that's not what was going to happen. So we knew that. We knew that the it was between... Northwestern and Iowa as to which one of the home games was out, and then everything else was going to stay the same. And pretty much everybody knew it was going to be Northwestern that was out because Iowa's been pretty much this designated game the last few years. All right, that's fine. That that works. I just didn't want to see, for example, especially eight games in eight weeks, I did not want to see Michigan-Ohio State back-to-back. After that, I didn't care. didn't matter to me. They have a tough opener at Indiana. Now they they have Michigan State at the end, but as of this hour, I can tell you Indiana is a better team than Michigan State. Who's better? In fact, in you know we've had Phil Steele on the show. Maybe we gotta get Phil back on. 
you know what? We'll get Phil back on the show. Phil talked about coming on maybe the second week. Maybe we'll get Phil on in early October. How about that? Once we've got a little time to breathe on the SEC and we can start looking at what the Big Ten has schedule-wise. So Ohio State's the second game. That's fine. I don't care. That's fine. Everything. The only thing that mattered, I did, didn't want to have two games back-to-back. You're like, oh, man, alive. Really physical games. Really physical games. Um, like that back-to-back. Other than that, I think it's fine. It's the only thing I want to say. Um, they've only got one home game in December. That's at the end with Michigan State. They go to what? I'm trying to think. They play at Michigan on the 28th, so Thanksgiving weekend. Then they're at Rutgers on the 5th, and they get the Michigan State game here on the 12th. I don't know what the, nobody said. Now, there's, there's, let me tell you now what wasn't said. Let's discuss what was not said. Okay. There are three things that were not said. Number one, what wasn't said is where you're playing on the 19th outside of the championship game at Lucas Oil Stadium. That's one. They didn't say whether that that extra weekend would be home games for teams or would be neutral site dome games. That wasn't said. Number two, what wasn't said. Each weekend was put out there. Boom. Here's week, week, week. Okay? Everyone's assuming that every game's a Saturday game. I wouldn't assume that just yet because guess what? They didn't tell you who was carrying what game. That will be the next part of the release. The next part of the release is who's going to be picking up what games when, which games will be on ABC, which games will be on ESPN, which games will be on ESPN2, which games will be on Fox. Now, two of them were designated on Fox already, with obviously one being Michigan and uh, Ohio State. But the other Fox games were not revealed. And what about FS1? Which brings with it, aha, a Friday night opponent. Now, you'd only be put on Friday night once. It's always been the deal that if you're going to play Friday night, it only happens one time. Well, could there be a Friday night game here? For example, could the opener with at Indiana be Friday night? Could be. On the 23rd. You know, so the TV part of it was not discussed because the TV part of it. Now, that could be if you're going to play on a Friday night. Okay, let's start with this. If you're going to be designated to play on a Friday night, you need that's one that you do need to know before the season starts. They can't do this 12 day thing for a Friday night game and say, hey, oh, by the way, uh, you got this game on Saturday, but you're going to be playing Friday in two weeks. Friday night thing has to be designated ahead of time. So that will be the next element that comes up. So the TV element and what days, you know, we were all essentially given weekends and they used the Saturdays as the gauge of a week by week schedule. The third thing that was not mentioned at all is, um, is the suits participation in this. Oh, really? Yes. Now, that one I can answer. It'll be none. All right, so... <laughs> oh, you people are awful. Worst ever. Yeah. 
So I texted Doug the other day, you know, what he missed, and he mentioned the games and the fans, but that's all he mentioned. <laughs> I said, well, is there anything else or anybody else you miss? <laughs> and Doug wouldn't answer it. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I was a little confused by it. So again, you've got you have the you have the order with which you're t- playing teams. What you don't have are the start times, maybe even a different date, and you don't know what network because the network. Now all the games obviously will be on the radio. We all know that, right? So, you know, so, but when it comes to actually watching the game, you know, I mean, Jack and I, we get it. We've done this a long time. You want to watch the game. Some of you are kind enough to say that you turn the sound down and listen to us. It's very kind of you. But we know you want to watch, so you don't know yet what network these games are on. That hasn't been designated yet. I'm sure that's deep, that the discussions on that are in-depth at the moment. But they also have several weeks to null it out. I mean, the season begins four weeks from Friday. So you got four and a half weeks. So you would think that some of the TV, especially the early season stuff, the TV stuff comes into play. Also, is there a cutoff point for the Big Ten on a night game? In other words, were the, will the December games, no night, will there be something about December games and no night games? I mean, what, what is the cutoff point on playing at night? And I don't mean Friday night. I'm not talking about Friday night. You know, I think there'll be only X amount of Friday games in this. But I'm talking about primetime Saturday night game. Now, we all know Michigan and Michigan State's a noon game on December 12th. I wouldn't doubt that Penn State, Michigan State's like a 3.30 game or something like that. They're going to put it opposite. But how do you want to do this? And is there a cutoff date for the Big Ten of playing a Saturday night primetime game? And, again, that hasn't been spelled out. Because for when it comes to ESPN, you know, ESPN, everybody's playing at that time. This the SEC schedule is going to be ten games, but there are a couple of bye weeks built in. You know the ACC is going to spill over into December. For example, Virginia and Virginia Tech was rescheduled for December twelfth. So you have some room in here where there are going to be other games in December. But does a Big Ten game become an option where ESPN requests it be a prime time game? We don't know. And will you still abide, have to abide by the six-day, 12-day rule? How many of these games can you ahead of time, and how many of them are you going to have to week, wait to see if there's a 12-day deal? Normally, when there's a six-day deal, you're allowed to do it, I think, I think three times a year. Now, they only did it twice last year. They only did it twice the year before. But I think you're allowed to do it three times. But that is in a 12-week season. You can do three of those. When you're looking at the Big Ten, you've got eight possibly. You know, 
eight, and then the ninth. SEC got ten of them. Obviously, CBS certainly gets its choice. But that is, there's, there's still a lot of questions about the schedule. Which ones go to Friday? There have been rumors about Mondays and Thursdays, and so I, I can't, no offense, I can't picture that. It's already going to be tough enough to play nine games in nine weeks. Now you're going to ask somebody to play on a Thursday night? Now you're going to ask somebody to play on a Monday night? Which, like, which now shortens the next one up. I remember Penn State playing on a Sunday in the kickoff class and having to come back and play Saturday in the short week played Havoc. I know playing on a Friday creates Havoc for Penn State. They really have to push their schedule around a lot to do it. They've had to do it twice. So playing on a Friday, unless it's the opening game. If it's the opening game, who cares if you play on Friday? It's the opening game, who cares if you play on Thursday? It doesn't matter. Illinois was supposed to play, play Ohio State in the opening game of the year on a Thursday. Who cares? You know? just means you've got nine days until the next game because you're not going from a game to a game. You're going from practice to a game. So the opener, who cares about playing on a Friday night? That's fine. Going forward from there, yeah, you do care because it does shorten the week up. And you can't really do other days of the week. You just can't do it. At least I don't think you can. Maybe we'll find out they can, but (laughs) I don't think you can. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Frank Bodani, 335. We'll talk about Penn State. Depot, 406. Kim Jones, NFL Network, 435. Mike Gross from Lancaster joins us tomorrow at 335 along with Neil Kulong on the show tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Great to have you with us. Uh, The NFL, it seems on the surface that there is just a rash and a ton of injuries. Actually, when you go to the injury report and compare it to previous years, it's about the same, but it's the names on the injury report. Saquon Barkley, Nick Bosa, 
Jimmy Garoppolo, Christian McCaffrey. The names jump out at you. Solomon. I mean, uh, the names just jump out at you. In terms of the numbers, the numbers are pretty close to the same as you would see from week two to week three, but it's who it is. And when I was watching Saquon's injury live, I thought, ooh, boy, that, that was, that's tough. But I didn't think too much of it. And all of a sudden, then he rolled over and he took his helmet off. I went, uh-oh. Then he grabbed his knee right away. You're like, uh-oh, this is bad. And you could just, you know, you're just... All of us here that know him, love him. He, he just, he's, he's a special guy, special talent, but a special guy. And he'll bounce he, through pure work, work ethic. He'll bounce from back from this quicker than anybody realizes. It won't be this season, but I think uh, you'll look at him and man, does he need an offensive line? Hey, by the way, your team's not very good. Yeah, no, I have given more effort to this show for this entire week than the Eagles did to that debacle yesterday. Actually, not even that, to that embarrassment of a game yesterday. Ooh, you're awfully bitter. I, I'm angry. See, this is, I'm angry about see, the this, Eagles. This is where, see, this is where, for example, I've, I gave up on my bitterness. Well, to be honest, your, your Giants have stunk for a couple of years now. I can understand that. Yeah. Oh, I know. They've got four Super Bowls. you got one. But that's okay. Um, <laughs> In terms of the last you know, three years or so. But I'm just saying, though, you know what the funny thing is? I've enjoyed sports a lot, but in terms of really being, like, passionate about it, like like this, you know, to be honest with you, the last time I was like that, like, really, like, in, like was the 2004 World Series. The other ones are like, hey, great. You know, yeah, I've enjoyed it, but not. I think part of it is that when you're announcing for a team, you know, Penn State football, Penn State basketball, now, like, I channel all my sports passion in that direction. Even with the spikes for baseball in the summer, I know it's minor league baseball, but, like, that's what I love doing. That's where my passion is. And it doesn't translate so much to watching other games on TV anymore. I mean, I don't want them to win. Yeah, sure, I want them to win. I want them to do well. But I don't sit there like, oh, my goodness, take me to the canyon. I want to jump. They lost. Which it sounds like now I've got to talk you off the canyon ledge. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I, I, I'm getting there. That, that was just... You, you got a that great was worse child. Than last week. Great child, wonderful wife. There's a lot to live for. This is season from Purdy Insurance. As we continue in the green phase per the governor's order, most of our staff continues to work from home to practice social distancing for the safety of our staff and clients. During this time, we are operating under the guidance of the insurance department. Our office remains available to service our current and new clients by phone by calling 570-286-5855, email, and by appointment. Our after-hours emergency service is also ready to assist our clients with their needs. From the team at Purdy Insurance, stay safe. Be well, be kind, and know that we remain dedicated to the highest levels of service to protect what matters most. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, just a quick helpful hint for those who are involved in management. When there's a one-hour meeting and one person talks for 45 minutes, very ineffective. All right. What, something wrong, Matt? 
<laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> so I make sure I slip that in there. You people are the worst. You are accurate. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto Home Life Business. Bundles. They'll save you money. They'll get you the right insurance. They are the pros, pros, and are even better people. That's Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Remember what I said about Purdy Insurance? Great professionals who are even better people. I just described Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. Frank, welcome back. Great to have you with us. God, you've got to love your introduction, Steve. Thank you. Hey, it's true. If it wasn't true, I wouldn't say it. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope you're doing well on this glorious day. So Yeah, it's beautiful out. Um, Frank, when you saw the schedule, any quick thoughts on the schedule? Um crazy to think we have another month to go to wait uh but uh, and then you start yeah. to get excited about um some return to normalcy uh with road games and home games and you go back and think well i don't know if there'll be any fans in the games especially for week two with ohio state halloween ohio state right you know, that's a game typically the whiteout so how that's going to one, I mean, what's Penn State or any of these teams going to look like in week one or two when they haven't played for so many months? And then two, um, you get the two probably best teams in the Big Ten going at it on week two in an empty stadium. And, uh, you know, kind of you have to wrap your mind around it a little bit at a time. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think exactly I, 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 middle of the road, you know, middle of the road compared to the rest of the team. Yeah. I mean, if somebody asked me about it, and I said the only thing I looked at right away was uh, was would, Mich- would Ohio State and Michigan be back-to-back, which is not – it's not like it hasn't happened before it has. And the fact that they're spread out by a, by a month, that's fine. And I think after that, I didn't really care what order it was in. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know um... – Wisconsin, a very good team. You know, so who's the who's the second? Who's the third best team in the Big Ten? Probably, you know, it's number two and three is up for Wisconsin and Penn State. Beyond that, I mean, I don't know. I think Indiana is a really intriguing uh, opener because of how much trouble they've caused Penn State in recent years. Uh, and they're very good. They are very. Indiana's very good this year. I mean, I, I would think. You- in, I ranked them higher than Michigan State. Oh, I think Michigan State could be in a, I mean, who knows exactly, but they could be in a world of hurt, I think, this year. I, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be, you know, teams are worrying about playing them, and that could be true, but with a new coach and their situation, I think they could really struggle. I think Indiana's going to be a tough matchup. I think the one thing Penn State has you would think to their advantage that they have not in recent years is leaning on an experienced and also talented and potentially deep offensive line and running game, which could alleviate a lot of uh, maybe previous concerns in ways you haven't seen in a while, including week one. All right. Where it keeps down. Yeah, include. 
Yeah, including week one. No, no question about that. Um, when you when you look at the Penn State team now, let's let's take Micah Parsons and put him to the side here. As much as people are hoping, he's not here right now. Uh, when you look at Penn State and the fact that you, the other players have all committed that they 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 want to be there, what does it tell you? Especially considering some of the opt-ins that did happen at Ohio State. Well, I think. It seems to me that Penn State has the, um, you want to say, the discipline, the um, drive to do well, despite all the craziness has been going on the last, and uncertainty the last how many months, is that I think they are still well-suited for recovering and playing a very productive season. It seems like they're together. I think they'll... From the outside, it at least seems like their locker room is still there. And I think in this, like we use that word uncertain a lot, kind of world coming up with college football, I think that means a lot. It could mean everything. Um, and it seems like the, the, you know, the players are there. I mean, they haven't had shutdowns. You know, you haven't heard about um, other, like you mentioned, other players decommitting, opting out. It just seems like there maybe is as good a place mentally, emotionally as you can be. Exactly. I think uh, I thought Kirk Sharaka made a great point on the coaches show Friday night that he has been so impressed that even when nobody knew what could happen, in other words, you're going out there with the assumption nothing's happening until maybe the spring that his guys were still locked in, and he was impressed. And I think that's interesting coming from somebody who is new to the program. Yeah, I mean, Penn State really revamped their offensive side of the ball, coaching staff, and that was a big thing that hurt them, you know, because spring was supposed to be a chance for those guys to really kind of make inroads and entrenching themselves. But yet, even despite that, um, you know, I think they have the leadership there to really um, turn things around despite the, the struggles, the late start. And uh, it, it is it is a really good sign. I mean, guys on the other side of the ball, too, you know, there's guys that could have left. There are guys that could have gave up and people couldn't blame them. People like Shaka Tony and, and others that have apparently you know, stayed true. And I think uh, you're really excited to see some of those uh, – guys like Jason Oway and some of the linebackers, whether Mike come back or Micah comes back or not, hey, you're looking forward to seeing these guys that are tremendous athletes finally getting their chance to start and shine and a lot to look forward to. Certainly a lot to look forward to. Uh, a week ago it was at this on this particular day there was some hope and we two weeks ago it didn't look all that promising. So, in the end, how do you think this all came together, Frank? And you know, uh, and, and it's amazing what a difference two weeks makes. Yeah, you know what? I think it was probably building. I mean, my guess is this: what happened last Wednesday was building for a while, behind the scenes at least. And I think it's, you know, I mean, a combination of things. Most. <laughs> Most public is the advances medically and the testing. I don't think you could even consider it if you didn't have the rapid turnaround and the testing that's cheap and expensive and can keep the field clean. You know, it's always going to be about how sure. the players and the staff handle themselves 
after hours. That's always going to be the question. But can you play without keeping the field clean? You couldn't. Now it seems like they can. That's the big thing. But, you know, the pressure from the outside has been on the Big Ten since they shut it down. I mean, it's been relentless. We could name all kinds of examples for that. That has to weigh. And when you see other team, other leagues playing and are at least able to do it, that's got to weigh. So, you know, I think it's a combination of factors. And it's like either you do it now, if you don't do it now and bring it back, what's it's almost like what's the point of bringing it back until the spring? Because you got to bring it back and be involved in the national conversation, the playoffs. You know. I are you when you look at the Pac-12? You know, I guess they're. I guess they're going to make some sort of decision on Thursday. Uh, the pressure is obviously different. There's a little difference between the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. I mean, the, you know, they're both Power Five conferences, but it's 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 different. But what would it mean just to get everybody back and playing? Well, there's some normalcy there to that. You're not going to have the big asterisks or one that's as big on this season. If you have the all the Power Five leagues there, and I think they'll come back, even if they come back by Halloween or a week later than the than the than the Big Ten, they'll still be in the conversation, I would think, in the playoffs. I mean, um, and it's huge because then you have some togetherness. I mean, because everything is so scattered. I mean, look at, like, the ACC, like Pitt. I mean, Pitt could have, what, six games under their belt by the time Penn State plays one. Right. Right. That's – it's going to be it's going to be so different and awkward to begin with. But if you can at least get those – you know, all five leagues back at some form or fashion. Yet, at least by the time this starts to wrap up in November and December, bring some normalcy back to what we're all, what people are rooting for, following. I mean, that's that's huge. Can't leave the big, can't leave the big conferences out. No, exactly right. You, you can't, you can't do that along the way. Uh, what's it been like for you watching college football the last three weekends? Don't watch a whole lot of it, Steve. <laughs> you know? No, I, I, I understand. It, it's weird. It's weird because the weather's been pretty good, and there's a Saturday where, strangely enough, in the fall, you have a chance to uh, do some other things. And, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a chance. It's, it felt like, it's felt like never-ending bye weeks um, covering Penn State where, wow, you have a Saturday where you don't have games and you can check in or not um, a little bit on your own time. Uh, now, I think what's really going to start to um, change is, is this week. Okay, so start yes. asking this question this time next week when now the SEC is back, the schedule is much larger, and um, the games mean to me a lot more now um, starting next this coming weekend. Then I think October is going to be very strange um, for the Big Ten and Penn State as they're getting ready and everybody's going through games three, four, and five. That's going to seem weird. Right. And, you know, it's interesting. I've only taken slices of the last three weeks. And the slices I watched, I felt, Frank, like it was Groundhog Day. I felt like I was watching week zero over and over again. Because week zero, at least, is somebody's playing. You watch mm-hmm. a little bit, get a little feel for it, taste for it, and then you move on to something else because the games aren't very good and the and the programs are not intriguing. And I feel like I've watched week zero now for three straight weeks. 
Yeah, it's well, I mean, I think we at least got, I hate to say used to it, but with the very no sports and then spotty sports since March, I mean, at least you kind of are almost like, okay, this isn't normal. This isn't uh, the way we're used to work, work, work. Okay, we can accept that again, right? You don't like it, but you kind of accept it. And that, that they can play football at all and that this can be successful at all seems to almost just be a huge accomplishment uh, for people who love the game, follow the game. So I think, I think people are, are taking it as, as you know, it, it's, it's a uh, present, so to speak. So if it can keep going in the right direction, hey, that's, that's what you got. That's great, right? Exactly. Uh, what were your thoughts, Frank, um, when you heard about Saquon Barkley? Oh, you're, I mean, you're devastated in that uh, who prepares their body and who does more for themselves for them to be ready and perform at a high level than that guy. I mean, anyone ever at Penn State that I can remember put that kind of work in to make himself as, uh, you know, sturdy as, as – no one did it harder than Saquon and to see how just some one move, one play takes it away for the whole season is, you know, it's just like, I mean, no one's immune and uh, it's just a huge loss for, uh, to get the chance, you know, you get robbed of getting to see the toughest man in the NFL to tackle. So, um, and not yeah, only that, it's it's the kind of play where you know he was actually tackled because it was a typical Saquon effort play. It was an effort play. He just didn't go down. He said, "Well, you're not going to take me down." And when he did, it just hit the wrong way. Well, I tell you what. I mean, you know, the greatest individual performance I've seen ever in person from a Penn State football player would have been what he did at Iowa in 2017. Yes. I love going back on YouTube and watching like the 10-minute cut-ups of just his plays. You know, and he had one of those plays near the end of that game where he caught, I think he caught a pass on the sideline. It looked like his was his knee or ankle buckled. Yeah. And, you know, he survived that, but that kind of made you think at that moment, like, you know, that could have been that play right there. Sure. And that would have been early in the season, and um, he was fortunate. And I guess, uh, but, you know, it's just, hopefully he can get back and be the same guy he was. You think he will be? You know, in this day and age, he will be. Just well, nobody, another yeah, nobody, another yeah. another 2020 um, head shaker. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I can't wait to see you in person. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so the door is open to that. So that, that's a good thing. Frank, yeah. thanks so much for your time. Always appreciate you very much. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All the best to you, Steve. Enjoy the day and the week, please. Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. Alex Kazora, Steelers Depot. Next half hour, final half hour, Kim Jones, NFL Network. Neil Kulon coming up on tomorrow's show along with Mike Gross as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Alex Kazora, Steelers Depot. Next half hour, we'd have somebody on to talk about the Eagles, but we don't want to depress the passengers. I do want to get somebody later in the week. We'll hopefully get that going. But yeah, today once once the, once, what, once they cool down, <laughs> once they cool down. I mean, what, the, you know, what, what are we waiting for here? 
just because there's going to probably be more to talk about because it's just like watching somebody fall down the steps after Doug P's comments on the radio today. What did he say on the radio today? He's blaming everything on the, the unprecedented offseason, which everybody had to deal with. And then when he was asked is why Carson Wentz is regre- regressing, he says, that's a good question. Are you serious? <laughs> just This just keeps getting worse for this team. I like to think they can beat Cincinnati on Sunday, but I don't. I honestly don't know. It's not. I can tell you, it's not going to be a given. That's for sure. Hmm. And I got news for you: the Eagles got to find a way to win that game Sunday because then you're at San Francisco, even though they're beaten up right now. Then you got the Steelers and the Ravens. Who are they playing Sunday? They got Cincinnati at home. Oh, they'll win that game. Come on. It's not a gimme. I can tell you that because Joe Burrow is playing well. As I said last week, Joe Burrow gives them a fighting chance in every game. Yeah, and their defense is pretty good, too. But Right? There's no getting right. He gives them a fighting chance in every single game. That's fine. I got it. I mean, you don't, you don't win that game. Ooh. Man, you're, you're, you're going to be in a world of hurt, buddy. I think at the best, though, and this is just my feel, but I think at best the Eagles are going to be two and four after six games. What's going to happen? I mean, at that point, you're you're going to be at, at the railing. <laughs> well, at least I'll expect it by then. It's just be... now now it just hurts the most because you didn't expect this. Yes, and you you knew there were injuries, but I, I really thought they have a I have a real shot to go three zero to start the year. Because I didn't think the Rams were that good. I thought they'd beat Washington, obviously, on the road. And I think they could, I thought they'd win this game on Sunday with Cincy. I did not see 0-2 with this team. And, and some of the things that we're seeing, especially from the quarterback, is what's most concerning. I said this from the very beginning. Carson Wentz is not right in the head, and you keep seeing it. Bray Dittinger even said it yesterday on Eagles Post Game Live on NBC Sports Philly. Something's up with Carson. And until they get that figured out, this team's going nowhere. It's an awfully bitter analysis. <laughs> I just give you my honest opinion. You're not happy. No, I'm not. Wow. Very, very disappointing. Nobody could tell. <laughs> So you're telling me you're giving up on the season? I'm not giving up yet, at least. I I need to see how they are at the six-week mark. So you're giving up. (laughs) I mean, you got two wins against the Giants. Most likely, yeah. I I would think they can probably do that. You you got two wins against the Cowboys. Eh, I, I think they'll split. I still think they'll split. Not after yesterday's emotional win. Oh. Come on. Yeah, yesterday, after that, yesterday was probably one of the worst days of watching football I've had in quite some time. Between the you Eagles' embarrassing bo- game and then the Falcons hey. blowing that again. Oh. You know what bothers me about the Falcons thing? Is you practice that over and over again. Oh, I know. And that's what you come up with? We'll just watch it roll. 
Uh, no. Uh, an onside kick should be nearly impossible in this league to recover with the, with the new rules on kickoffs. Should be nearly impossible. Because you don't get a running start. First time since and yet they did the impossible the and they recovered won. it. Yeah, exactly. First time since 2014. There you go. 